Hey guys, we've got an interesting CarCast episode for you today. We're going to give some uh, car news, what's going on with Corvette and Lexus and some Dodge products and uh, an update on uh, on the great Alex Zanardi, how he's doing after his accident. And uh, before we get into it, uh, a word from our friends at Meguiar's. You know, car waxes have come a long way. Last year, Meguiar's introduced their hybrid ceramic spray wax. Its advanced SiO2 hybrid technology delivers ceramic wax protection and durability. There's no rubbing, curing, or buffing. It's great. It provides extreme water beating action. This year, Meguiar's launched their liquid version. It seals the paint for long-lasting protection against the elements. It's easy to use and and applies like a traditional liquid wax. Also, Hybrid ceramic spray de- detailer is a new product from them. This removes contaminants like dust, fingerprints, bird droppings, and it helps boost the gloss and endurance and enhances uh, protection. It's absolutely fantastic. Super easy to use. Great in between the big uh, waxing uh, and, and detailing of a vehicle, the hybrid ceramic spray detailer. It's ceramic made easy by Meguiar's. It's available pretty much everywhere. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the Motorator D'Andrea, here with Bill Goldberg. How you doing, Bill? I'm jamming, man. Another day. Beautiful day in Texas. Uh, great. We've got uh, we've got some car news going on in a virtual world that we live in these days. Uh, uh, I like sure. the way you say it. Some car news, man. <laughs> the, the internet has been blowing up this last it, week. It really has. It's sort of been kind of like one little debut or update or something after another, and and it's all done virtually now. Uh, which I it's it's interesting. I do like some of the live events, but this does make it uh, doing it virtually allows. Uh, us uh, to to basically go to several events at the same time because there's less travel and stuff involved. But uh, anyway, some cool news. We're going to get into that um, before we get started. Uh, it's uh, it's time for Dodge Power Dollars, and that means for each horsepower, you get $10 off your purchase on a Dodge Charger, Challenger, or Durango. So come in for Dodge Power Dollars today for a pretty sweet deal. All right, so... Uh, first off, um, I'm just going to go ahead and tease this. I know all this stuff is coming out soon about Ford Bronco. I started watching the press conference for the Bronco. Um, I, I, I had to come in here into the studio, so I got a little cut off. Now, the embargo is next week. So Monday afternoon, the media will start hitting you with tons of information. And I believe on Tuesday, uh, Ford's partnership with NBC, it's like NBC and Hulu and National Geographic and and uh, 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 several of their networks will be debuting certain commercials for the car, for the vehicle, four-door, two-door, and the sport. And what I can tell you is it's pretty cool. I think you guys are going to like it. They put a lot, a lot of thought into the design, the functionality, and how you're going to use it. Um, I think, uh, I think uh, you guys are going to, guys are going to dig it. Did we lose you, Bill? I'm there back. You yeah. yeah. All right, anyway, I was just just teasing the Broncos, saying next week uh, you're going to get all this great information about it. And you guys are going to love it, and we will get into it next week as well. Um. In the meantime, uh, lots of stuff, some Corvette news, Lexus news, Dodge news. Um, let's start off with uh, a little bit of news about uh, about uh, 
Alex. Uh, Alex Zanardi. We talked about Alex Zanardi, former Formula One driver. You guys heard the story about him. And then uh, we, we told you, I, I think last week, that he was in a very bad uh, biking accident on his, uh, on his hand bike. Uh, and uh, I don't exactly know if he got hit by a truck or a semi-truck or because he's low to the ground and and uh, but was was hit badly. Um, I believe airlifted to the hospital. Uh, he's 53 years old. He, resilient. I'll tell you that. He's definitely resilient. And uh, uh, he's he remains in a medically induced coma. Uh, but as he's in this coma, they're doing multiple surgeries. I think they already did a five-hour uh, facial reconstructive surgery. Um, and this isn't just a cosmetic thing. This is... This is literally to to put him back together. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's pretty severe for sure. Um, they've had to uh, uh, use I don't know computer graphics and and CAD and stuff just to sort of design things on how they're even going to come up with the fix. Uh, for him, which is uh, it, it's terrible, and I'm, I'm unfortunately I, I don't have a, a proper medical way of describing it. I'm describing it very mechanically, like an automotive way, um, but, because uh, that's pretty much all that I know. But uh, but we wish him the best. Um, it sounds like there is progress being made, so I can only really say that there's progress being made, and that coma he's in is again medically induced. They're keeping him there to keep him stable as possible. Um, but, uh, listen, nobody's tougher than this guy. Nobody's tougher than Zanardi. Nobody's got more resilience than Zanardi. Uh, you know, he, it, with, with a little luck and, and, and hard work by, uh, by the medical team, he's, he's going to be back out there. He's just going to be back out there. And, uh, uh, and he, you know, I think I would wake up and I'd be pissed, <laughs> but, uh, but but he never has. He's That'd always be one been, of the emotions, right? He's he's always been so motivating for all of this stuff, and I know all of his uh, teammates and colleagues and and fans are pulling for him. So we want him to do the best. I just wanted to give you guys a quick update on that because uh, it is it is kind of terrible, and it's like you know we we want to see. Of course, we want to see these guys recover and and. Uh, and and continue on the same about like with Schumacher as well. Like it's so frustrating. Uh, I'm sure for 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 his family, of course, and 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 for fans to to kind of like not really know what's going on. And you know, who are we to say it's not fair for us to know or not know? It, it's their business. It's their private business. But just know that the curiosity and the desire to know what's going on has to do with a lot of of love of. Uh, for, yeah. for those guys, you know, of saying, hey, you know, we're, we're big fans and we, we want you to do well. We want you to be, to get better. Um, and so, uh, you know, knowing a little bit like that's happening. So I, I, I get it that everyone wants to be a little bit quiet on this. and, and um, But when they're ready, uh, hopefully uh, Zanardi will, will show more progress and they'll continue to give us some updates. So. Uh, yeah, Godspeed on that. The best. Um, anyway, so car news. This is what we got going on in in the car world. Is uh, Corvette C8 has been uh, <laughs> delayed for quite some time. We spoke about this last week as well. Uh, 
they're still trying to fulfill orders for the uh, for the twenty twenty one model for the twenty twenty model, I guess. And uh, you know, and they talked about how the first year was going to have that sixty thousand dollar price tag. The second year wasn't, but now they're saying, yeah, we're going to be able to carry that over because, look, some some people that ordered the 2020 won't actually get a 2020. They're they're going to have to. What's the definition of the first year? You know, yeah, and it's it's, it's now it'll it'll come down to VIN numbers. Um, And I don't know if 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 you're ordering it now or have placed an order because you want the car then don't worry about it you're still going to get you're still going to get the car and you're going to get whatever you thought you were going to get the 500th one or the 600th one you're probably still going to get that now what may change is it may be a 2020 or it may be a 21 right so if if you're particular on the VIN number and you wanted the 2020 specifically, I don't know. It has some sentimental value or matches your anniversary date or, you know, or something like that. Uh, then, there are a lot of quirky reasons that people want what they want. Yeah. Believe then, me. Then you might want to make some phone calls. <laughs> you might want to make some phone calls to your GM dealer <laughs> to see what they, what they can do for you. Um, but some of the people are going to get the 2021 model. Uh, and of course, it, it, what we're seeing more and more in the, in the automotive world is not just uh, a facelift or a new version of a vehicle every whatever five years was the normal uh, life cycle is we're seeing the evolution of the v- of vehicles from year to year. They're making them a little bit better. I mean, it could be a color change. It could be something. Look. It could be something as dramatic as the Toyota Supra, the first year Toyota Supra, the last year, you know, and then here we are in the second year into it, and it's getting like almost a 50 horsepower bump. So certainly everybody that ordered that Toyota Supra wanted the first one, and we're paying markups, by the way. Uh, I'm sorry that you did that because the next one is significantly better and – uh, and I'm sure if you trade it in, you you might not you're not going to get that markup back. But whatever, it is what it is. I'm not going to harp on that too much. But so, <laughs> GM GM is uh, GM is uh, uh, talking about some some revisions, some of the evolution to the C8, and mostly is going to come in the form of some new color changes. Uh, there's uh, they're going to do they're kind of going with some heritage stuff. So they're going to have black with red stripes. Black with yellow stripes, blue with orange stripes, and white with blue stripes. And of course, the blue with orange stripes is that uh, Gulf livery. So they're going to do a Gulf livery version of it. Um, they're all th- everything looks good. This situation is going to piss off a lot of people. I can guarantee. Yeah, it it, it will <laughs> for mean, one reason or another. It's inevitable. Yeah, I mean, it just is what it is. Can't say shit. Um, and now we also know already there's going to be some color changes, not just additions. Those are additions to the lineup. But we already know that silver flare metallic 
will replace Blade Silver. So in 2020, if you did order a 2020 and you are going to get it and you're getting it in Blade Silver, you're going to be one of the very few. Uh, so Silver Flare Metallic will replace Blade Silver. Red Mist Tint Tint Coat Metallic, which is interesting. Red Mist Tint Coat Metallic will substitute for Long Beach Red. Maybe it's just because it's easier to say. <laughs> um, and then uh, basically any any real changes to the vehicle is it, nothing's really changing other than how they're going to be offering uh, items with the packages. So the magnetic suspension will become a standalone option, meaning buyers will be able to order it without selecting the Z51 performance package. So you can get magnetic ride on on whatever whatever version that you want. Um, and uh, and of course, the base price for the coupe is going to remain at fifty nine nine ninety five, um, and uh, and then it'll include a mandatory you know thousand ninety five destination charge, and the price for the convertible will be sixty seven four ninety five, which uh, which uh, looks good. Um, you know, again, the coupe in my mind being a Targa as well seems like enough. Uh, but if you I'm don't want to take the top off yourself, then you can get the convertible. So uh, that's where we are. We're going to get some color changes, some stripe changes, some things like that. But, you know, most of the guys uh, that are, you know, guys and gals that are listening to this show, you're going to you're going to modify and do whatever you want. You can go. You can get it wrapped. You can put stripes on. You can kind of do whatever you want. Um, but uh, just so you know, I, I'm sure they'll have some success with the Gulf livery. Here's a, here's a question about Gulf livery. Are we are we beating that to death? <laughs> are we? Do we need every Mustang, Corvette, Ford GT, everything? And now it's you know uh, trucks. I know a lot of guys are hitting SEMA. And they're like, there's a Bronco, there's an F one fifty, and it's all Gulf livery, and it's a cool livery. But do do we need it on everything? It's overplayed, man. Do we it's need overplayed. A, do we need a they, they diminish the value of? <laughs> yeah, they diminish the value of it by putting it on everything. That's my opinion. Although it's beautiful, but continuing to see the same thing over and over again as it may as may be as beautiful as it is, it gets to be redundant after a while. Yeah, it, look, what's going to happen is you're right. It looks good. It looks cool. It looks cool on almost anything. Um, not everything, but it it's just a good scheme. But at some point, do we start to look at it and go? Eh. I've seen it a lot. Please. It's like, you know, yeah. like the flat black wrap. Like everything in LA is wrapped in the satin black. I'm like, I don't know. Like I'm kind of over it. Um, enough's enough. <laughs> you know, uh, it's a fad thing, you know, as you're talking to a guy with 16 black vehicles. <laughs> right. Yeah. Listen, someone who loves uh, the black vehicles. Um, I, when when do we have we seen enough Range Rovers or you know Mercedes CLS or X fives done in in satin black? I think I think we're okay. Well, we're okay. I mean, yeah, that, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely not as a speaking from a guy who's got a number of black cars and a couple of them are the flat black, uh, and and I was taken. I don't know. Take I, I can't say I was taken by that fad because I loved it all along. So uh, whether people think it's redundant or not, it's not going to change my view of how I'm going to present my car. So mm -hmm. it's an individual thing. 
Yeah. It is you know, what it is. I, I, you know, after the, the day I the day I get the 99 Ram back, it's been rhino lined, you know, yeah. from top to bottom, and it's flat black. So, there you go. Right. Well, that's the so, rhino lining. Another one so, added to the, the road. You know, the line X and the rhino lining. Um, when you get that back, by the way, I was just talking to her. I do. I got it yesterday. Oh, yes. you did. I got did. it yesterday. It's outside. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. After two and a half years of not being here, I was. Uh, uh, just got together with our buddy Tyson Sullivan, and uh, he had the guys at Plan B build them the Humvee, the crazy Humvee, Humvee. and uh, they've been uh, driving it around and testing it and taking it off road in uh, in Arizona. And uh, that whole thing is the, you know, bed liner material. I don't know if it's Line X, Rhino Lining, whatever brand it is. And um, they did it in sort of a like a dark gray with a, with black trim to, you know, so it's just not completely mm-hmm. murdered out. It's just got like black grill, yeah. black trim, black hardware, um, hinges and stuff. But it was all done in, 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 a, in a kind of a gunmetal gray and it looks fantastic. It's a great look. Um, but he was saying... He's like, there's something to say about. He's like, that thing is big, and we're we're just hitting a few trails, and immediately, just the the brush on the sides, you know, out there is is all scraping the sides of this thing, and you stop and you see lines all over it, and then he's like, but you just you just hit it with a hose or even just rub it with your finger, and it's gone. It's like it's so much Perfect. better. And he's like, you know, it's got a little texture to it, and it's got some durability to it. He goes, but it's so super what? easy to clean, and you just hit it with a hose. Yeah. You don't wax it or anything. You don't polish it. You know, of course, you couldn't anyway. Uh, and, and he was like, he's like, you know what? That was a good call, especially for that type of vehicle. You know, it was just it was it's kind the of ultimate a good in call. functionality for something like that 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 you can get away with. You know. Yeah, coating the entire. Um, and and you know, like we've we've seen a handful of these show up at SEMA as well, and some are kind of silly, the bright red and and stuff. And I I guess it works, but, um, but as for in a functional world that we're talking about, it it absolutely did exactly what it was supposed to do. It it completely protected the vehicle, and it was super easy to basically just wipe off. All the the lines and and scratches and stuff yeah. that it was making it was, it was it did what it was supposed to do it was fantastic so um, I'm sure you're going to look forward to that on uh, on uh, on your vehicle all right so changing the pace a little bit uh, I want to talk about the some updates to the Lexus LS I'm going to put this out there um, some of you guys will be interested some of you guys won't but the LX LS is the flagship sedan for for Lexus and this is meant to compete with the big S class and the seven series BMWs um, we've driven a handful of of Lexus vehicles and the LS, uh, the new LS is is certainly gorgeous inside. By the way, they put a lot of style onto the inside. Um, just how the wood flows on the door, and it comes into the dash, and it has a little bit of uh, sort of wood with like an aluminum trim. I think uh, inserts in it. Like it was just really done well. Uh, and it's it's a it's an important flagship car for that brand, and a lot of design elements come from the halo performance cars like LFA and the flagship cars like this LS, right? Um, so they've done a few things to it. Uh, a, a, a few updates have, have happened. Um, for the most part, uh, 
There's been a few design changes, a little bit of nipping and tucking on the on the lights and the front grill, and brought in the rear bumper a little bit and lowered it to give it a little bit sleeker look. Uh, so um, there's a few a few changes in that uh, to freshen it up. They have made the suspension more comfortable, and they made the interior quieter. Which is interesting because I already thought it was a pretty quiet car already. But again, they're going for the luxury full size sedan. Um, And that fits the bill, right? And everything from motor mounts and all the vibrations and everything that they've they've addressed, they've uh, wanted to make this thing as smooth as possible. And they're definitely getting into that. And the, the one thing I'll mention about Lexus is I've always been a fan of Lexus quality. And I know a lot of the car companies have, you know, they have their, they have their regular brand and their luxury brand, Honda and Acura, you know, uh, uh, Nissan and Infiniti, Toyota, Lexus. And you have to be very particular about when you're looking into that, what are the differences between those brands? Is it just, uh, just, are they just upping the quality of, of materials and different types of leather or things like that? And some companies like Toyota and Lexus, there's there's a measurable difference in the quality control from Lexus versus Toyota. Toyota's good, but the the testing done on a vehicle and the quality control testing done on the vehicle of a Toyota before it leaves the door is far different than the Lexus. The Lexus, than the Lexus. Is, absolutely. Is, they go way above and beyond. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. You're like, oh, hey, should I get the Toyota RAV4, which I got for my mom? And then there's basically the Lexus version. You're like, I don't know. Do I spend all that extra money on the Lexus version of it? You're like, eh, you know, if you're going to keep it for eight years, you, you know, you might want to consider. The answer would be yes. You might want to consider doing yeah. that. Um, uh, anyway, so upgrades in the technology as well. They've upped it. Uh, they've got the 12.3-inch t- touchscreen, um, which is what I like about what they're doing here is the screen on the dash was sort of sunken in, and you'd have to use this trackpad thing to get it to work. Uh, but now um, it's a touchscreen, but you can still use the trackpad. And this is what I like about Lexus's move is you can you can mess around with the infotainment system multiple ways, right? So uh, like like a lot of cars, there's the steering wheel controls or the touchscreen. But now you can use the trackpad, you can use the touchscreen, you can use the steering wheel controls, and it's just kind of like what's in your head at the moment or what is the most convenient or or if you don't want to take your eyes off the road and you just want to hit one button or something, you, you'll be able to do that. I think – I don't know. Options. That's exactly Options. it. Is, Options. Is, I, it's funny how designers at one point sat there, and I think it kind of started with BMW's <laughs> iDrive, where they're like, we don't want people to touch the screen. We're going to force them to use this wonky dial. Knob. Right? So you don't have to look down, and then it goes by memory. But then they realized, now we're, you know, we here we are years and years later going, Okay, why are we forcing people to do that? Why not just make it an option? You can do it this way or you can do it that way and let people do it. Because how many sales do you gain and how many sales do you lose by having like the iDrive or the trackpad? It's funny because is cars are getting 
so interesting in that we we are now buying we are now buying cars or picking which car to get based off of some very which might have seemed like a minute feature you know you're like how does it look and how does it handle and and of course price but people will will buy a car i would do the same thing uh does it have CarPlay or does it not have CarPlay? Does it have Android Auto? But how much Android? really does that play into it? You know, I mean, these days there's no question it plays much more into it yeah. than in, in years past. But it's still not something that's going to make me. Uh, it's not going to change my mind or, or, or make a determination as to the car I'm going to go for because of the convenience of the options it has. It depends on how much you use those options. I would. I would. I would argue differently. Um, one example is we we drove recently the uh, Aston Martin DBS Superleggero. Love the car. It's absolutely gorgeous. And, of course, you're buying that car because it's 700 For the car, not because yeah. of the ability to use iPlay or whatever it is. Yeah, for, for, for CarPlay. But because of their partnership that we mentioned before with, with AMG – they can't have CarPlay in it yet until the next version of AMG software is out. Then they get the previous version, and and it's it's a it's it's an interesting question, Bill, because you don't buy the DBS Superleggero for its technology, but when you're going to spend three hundred fifty thousand dollars on a car, and you know you'd like that, to have it that in six months the next version of the DBS will have CarPlay. Then I'm gonna go. Well, I'm gonna get what I want because I don't want to have to buy that car and then live with it without all of the features that I wanted. Right. So for something, but like is that, it gonna? But is it gonna make you? But is it gonna make you switch manufacturers because well, that given car doesn't have what you want? Well, I'll tell you this. AMG thinks yes is the answer because AMG's deal with Aston Martin specifically was. Hey, maybe you're going to cross shop a V8 Vantage or even a DBS or a DB11 with an mm-hmm. AMG GT. So they're saying the Aston Martin gets the previous version of their software on the infotainment system because they don't want that one feature. And it won't be just that feature, but they don't want at least that feature to be the decision maker between the AMG GT and the Aston Martin. It's it's interesting and it, like it was a part of a deal that it's 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 funny because AMG became such a good partner for Aston Martin that eventually Aston Martin's CEO got fired and they took the boss from AMG and they made him the new boss of so not only did they take their software, their technology, their engines, they took their CEO as well. So uh, uh, good for Aston Martin on doing that. Um, exactly. Uh, so uh, anyway, that's one of the new features of Lexus as well. Um, we like what they're doing. Um, I think uh, while we're talking about cars that start with an L, can we please talk about the uh, zero to 186 in nine seconds, please? Uh, Yes. Uh, You're going to tell us about that as soon as I tell you guys about uh, Geico. 
I'm sitting here looking at the ads. I'm like, well, which ad would be most fun right now? Ah, Geico would be fun. Let's talk about that. Right now, Geico is offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. That's 15%, 15% on top of the money Geico already saves you. So what are you waiting for? That's ne- <laughs> What are you waiting for? You're, uh, you're never going to save money like this anywhere else. So there's never been a better time to switch to Geico. And here's the deal. You want to save the extra 15% you want to switch by October 7th. That's the deadline to do this. Visit geico.com to learn more. That's geico.com. All right. What what's what do you got? What tell me about this hot car? I just I just saw the I just saw the little clip on the Lotus that we spoke to the designer. Remember the Russell, uh, yeah. the new supercar Lotus is coming out with? Yeah. Zero there looks like they're trying to destroy the the uh, Bugatti number. Um uh, they claim zero to 186 in nine seconds. They're not worrying about the zero to 60 time. They're just worrying about getting to 186 as quickly as possible. Uh, that's a phenomenal, that's a phenomenal number. Just think about that for a second. What, why 186 is, what does it translate to I, kilometers? I What's, uh, I, I, right. It's gotta be something like that. Is that, is it, uh, Hey Chris, when you get, what's, how many, how many kilometers per hour is 186 miles per hour? I feel like this is a European thing, right? There's, there's got to be. I, a I don't, re- I don't recall the math in my head, but is it is it 200? Is that why they're they're trying to to? to uh, I can't hear him. He's talking to himself in the booth. <laughs> All right, 186 miles an hour is it? It is three or 299 kilometers per hour. That doesn't sound right. 186 miles per hour is 299 kilometers per hour. Oh. No? Is it? That's that's what this website is saying. <laughs> yeah. Check 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 Google. Yeah, it says Google. for the proxy, news. for the approximate result you multiply you multiply the speed by 1.6. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because right, we say zero to 62 and they say it's 100. So basically they're trying to hit that 300 kilometer mark. That's why they're rounding it to 186, right? Because it's like 186 is a very obscure number, right? Like, I don't know if we're doing that. There has so, to be a reason for it. Yeah. So they want to hit 300 kilometers, uh, which which makes sense. Interesting benchmark, but it's it's funny how we also have this this race to 300 miles an hour. We have Bugatti trying to get there. We have uh, even Hennessy with their with their supercar trying to get there. We have Koenigsegg trying to get there. See, Koenigsegg, everybody. Yeah, they're they're all trying to get to 300 miles per hour. You know, and I don't know where are we? 250 something? Two, you know, 260. Uh, uh, it's it, it's funny because even if they could do it with the horsepower and the aerodynamics, how do you sell that car to somebody, right? Like this is where like somebody like Bugatti comes in and says, oh, well, you can only do it with the special key and it has to do from a start and it has to be pointed in a straight line. And if you twitch You know the there's st- people that'll buy it. You know there are. Yeah, but if you twitch the steering wheel a little bit to the left or right, it shuts down that the 300-mile-an-hour goal or something. You know, like it just... You know, it does all of that because you have to build in tens of thousands of dollars of safety equipment just to just I just to attempt to do. Can it. you idiot proof that? You still can't. You still can't. 
all you can do is try to make the government satisfied with with whatever you're doing you know uh you know some of it's overkill some of it's not like who who knows again like it's like building anything your garage that you're building is like great you know you want to build this thing and you want to build a loft and uh and they say great building the loft is easy and then you say but I want to put a gym up there with thousands of pounds of weight, and they go, "Yeah, we we need to we need to rethink that a little bit, <laughs> right?" They're yeah. like, "Unfortunately, you're yeah, you're speed, yeah." <laughs> no, I, I uh, we we've tackled this issue as well over here, but um, uh, yes. Anyway, speaking of that, we're going to get into an update on the garage. We saw some of the images you posted up on uh, on Instagram on your site and. Uh, your page in Goldberg's garage and working with your team over at uh, Metron, who's uh, uh, basically designing and, and, and building, going to build this, uh, in the new Goldberg's garage. And uh, the renderings look, uh, the renderings are good. It's a great teaser. Thanks for posting that. It looks fantastic. And I know you said the plan. I'm, le- I'm learning. I'm learning. The, the, the plan was, you know, you've got the property there. You want to keep everything in house and, uh, there's going to be uh, also there's a business to run basically out of this garage. There's filming, there's podcasting, there's working out, oh, yeah. which is part of your you know big part of your career. Like there's this isn't um, as as much fun as it is. It's not completely leisure. There's, it's all work. There's a, no, there's no, work it's there. it's all work, but it's all relative. You know, I mean, it's, it is it's how you, I make my living. It's it's my passion, my my enjoyment you know, uh, my release and, Oh, guess what? It also happens to be how I make a living. So, mm-hmm. uh, as, as over the top as it is, it all, every square inch of it's going to provide a service, whether it's, you know, storing all the, the things that I've been able to acquire throughout the years that are a business yeah. or the, or the latest, uh, uh, delay in the plans, which is the sound studio. So, yeah, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's all, it's all purpose built. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, uh, I don't know if it was your idea or your accountant that said, Hey, we're building in the garage and this is what it's going to cost. And I do a podcast every week and the accountant's like, you should put a podcast studio in there. <laughs> it turns it a little bit more into a better write-off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to to uh, to appease my accountant. Yes, it was my idea. For sure. no <laughs> there you go. It's your idea. I, I was I, I prep you know, prior phone calls. Yeah, we'll uh, prep you for those. But All yeah, right. it's it's a it's a it's a great deal. It's exciting, but you know, it's also a task. So we'll and, see. You just check the progress. And where where are you now? We saw we saw some of the initial red rings. I don't know if they're final yet, but they they look good. Um, when you when do you start? breaking ground or doing plumbing or foundation or, or, you know, like when you start doing that? When we, we need to speak with Bernie municipal so we can get all the final permits, you know, uh, uh, checked off. So uh, once, once that happens, we will be breaking ground. Yeah. Let us Very know how that goes. I'm curious to know if the permit process out there is, <laughs> is I will hand is, deliver all the documents, believe me, with a big bag of a big uh, box of cookies and maybe an apple pie or something like that. Yeah. I'll do whatever I can to get the I, I imagine the process there is much easier than the process here. Yes. Um yes. all right. So uh w- one other piece. Uh we've well we weren't able to get into all the Dodge news last week because the uh the debut on Dodge Garage of of their announcement was was uh was just starting as we were recording this and we didn't want to step on anybody's feet we didn't want to uh you know you know 
we wanted to ab- abide by the rules with the embargo and all that stuff. So um, this is this is what we know. This is the news that you guys have seen. Uh, three upgrades to to the vehicles: the Dodge Challenger, the Charger, and the Durango. And in typical Dodge fashion, um, that uh, some of you guys like, some of you guys don't like. But uh, uh, Dodge's uh, mo for a lot of their things is, hey. Take something that seems to be working pretty well and just throw more horsepower at it. <laughs> <laughs> it seems and, uh, to work. I, I, I know oh. some of these vehicles, Challenger, Charger, are, are feeling like a little long in the tooth. So they just keep throwing horsepower out of it and then do more Fast and Furious movies and, and they continue to sell. And it's paying off. It's paying off in uh, dividends for sure. So this is what we've got. The, uh, the Dodge Challenger, 2020 Dodge Challenger SRT Superstock. I think this is a cool vehicle. Um, but also, this is good for you Dodge Demon owners. Uh, Dodge said we're, the, the Demon was going to be a limited run. We're not going to screw you on this deal. And Demon owners will get the Demon, and then that will be it. Now, Dodge still wants to do something drag race oriented with big power, right? They did the drag pack, uh, the 1320s that we drove, um, which uh, which had some Demon parts basically on it in the suspension uh, world. But you're not going to get that Demon hood, basically. You're not going to get that VIN number. The Demon will be exclusive to those owners. So it still has some collectability. So the prices we've been seeing of Demon pop up at auctions and Barrett-Jackson and and, and Meekum and whatever, um, I, I think those are still legit, right? I think those are fair, right? You know, there was limited run, and if you want that vehicle, you, you pay whatever the market is demanding for that vehicle. However— Dodge still wants to create something that's that's drag race friendly. Uh, so they came out with the Dodge Challenger SRT Super Stock. It's 807 horsepower. It comes with Nitto NT05R drag radials. Uh, it has basically, um, I believe it has the, uh, the red eye hood on it. Uh, and uh, it'll, it'll perform for sure. <laughs> but I, I, love, I love these numbers for a showroom stock car. <laughs> 10, 10 fives in the quarter mile at 131 miles an hour. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, what, a, what a rocket. I, I'd say rocket, but it's it's just a beast. It's just a beast. Of Dude, a hopefully we'll be driving these at, uh, you know, uh, next time we do the, the head-to-head. I, I think it would be would be great to do. I I, I don't know how we, we put that power to the ground. Maybe the drag radials will help a little bit. I don't know. You had drag radials on one of your cars and and shit, I got them on every one of my cars, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I have them on I got nittos on every car that I have. And uh there's three cars that I have that have the NT, you know, five 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 Gs or whatever. Yeah. More of the passenger tire, but yeah. 90% of the vehicles I, I have have those drag radials on them. And it's cool because they offer – it's it's still an exclusive mm-hmm. – uh, uh, we had mentioned that Nitto and, and Dodge was, were offering the the uh, tire to the Demon owners with the Demon logo on it again, you know, the, the, yeah. the tire that you got with the Demon. I'm curious to see if there's a different tire for the Superstock. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm going to say probably yes. I think the demon owners get some exclusive exclusivity for some of the items, I so. and I think yeah. that was kind of the point. And um, 
Uh, look, you know, Ford, Ford did it with GT350. They promised there wasn't going to be a flat plane crank in another one of their vehicles. It wasn't going to be in the crate engine. And they have a great, the 5.2 XS uh, illuminator engine in the in the catalog. It has the intake, you know, well, it doesn't have the GT350 intake, but it, it has the heads, it has the block, it's the 5.2 liter, but the conventional crank. And the truth is, is you don't get the sound of the GT350, but you do get more power. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a 580 horsepower crate engine. Um. All right. Next on the list, 2021 Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat Red Eye. It's a lot. Finally. <laughs> it's a... God, how how many years have we been doing this podcast, and how many times have I come on and said, "Hey, you guys got to do the Red Eye Charger." So, uh, yeah. so I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. That's why I was. I'm building a twin turbo wide body because you know it was. It took them so long to make this announcement for the Red Eye. Fastest production sedan in the world is what they're claiming. Fastest production sedan in the world. It has the 797 horsepower uh, engine, and I'll throw some numbers out you. This is the big. This is the big four door, by the way. Two oh three. It'll run mid tens in the quarter mile. It'll run mid threes zero to sixty, and you're right, two hundred and three mile an hour top speed. Uh, it, it doesn't seem aerodynamic, I, but it, it is. No, but I still say that's the car. I mean, that is the car out of all of their lineups. That's, that's, that's that to me, that's the car. It's the coolest one. Uh, and, and don't think that everybody is not going to be begging for a super stock version of that in the coming months. It's a natural progression. It, it is. Right? I don't know. That's going to be a tough one because they don't want to take away from, from the Challenger Super Stock. Although, I don't know. They keep doing all these red eyes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do every time. All right. so They may throw us a curveball, but you know. Third in the lineup is the 2021 Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat. Now, Last I'm, but not least. I am, I'm a big fan of the Trackhawk. I thought the Jeep was badass, right? Um, mm-hmm. I thought it sounded great and it's fast. And we've had this discussion before, like when you get the $100,000 Jeep versus some other, you know, European hot, you know, SUV. And uh, maybe you want American, maybe not. But also my thing is, is when you want to be able to modify it, you want to you want to put exhaust on it. You want to get a little tune in it and you want to jack that thing up to eight, eight and a quarter horsepower. That's the one to do it. It's going to handle it. It's going to be beefy. And, And it's almost welcomed basically by the Dodge brand at this point to go. Yeah. I'd be surprised if you did keep it stock. So we do, we, we do love that about them. So Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat, this is a three row vehicle. This is larger than, than the Jeep. And that's kind of the point here. Uh, 710 horsepower, 645 pound feet of torque. It'll run zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds. And then they went out and they got an NHRA certified quarter mile time of 1150s. And, you know, with this big vehicle, I assume they and you did can it. pull your race car trailer with it. It uh, top speed of 180 miles an hour. Uh, but also check this out. It's 1.5 seconds faster than the SRT 392 on their 2.1 mile road course. So it is a big beast, right? But it is meant to, to make it fun around the track, not just the drag strip. Like you, you, 
this will be a big kind of fun corner carver, if you will, even though it's three rows and it's massive. But look, we like we talked about, we we live in a world now where we have you know, 600-plus, 700-plus horsepower SUVs, massive brakes, and they they perform at a level that you wouldn't expect an SUV to perform. Uh, I don't know where the pricing is going to come in yet on the uh, on the Durango Hellcat. Uh, but it needs to fit somewhere between the Jeep Trackhawk and this. So this could end up being, you know, the... Between the Trackhawk and the regular SRT. So, I don't know. This could end up being sort of the big American muscly SUV that that you want. It sort of fits fits the bill. You know, like, look, in, in the Ford it world— It checks all the boxes off for me. I mean, yeah, it, know, it, sounds it, like a great vehicle. In the Ford world, you've got uh, an Explorer ST, 400 horsepower— I drove it. It's I like it. It's it's cool, but it's just it doesn't compete in this world. It's just not meant to, and no. it's just like they know this is a ridiculous SUV, and that's kind of why we giggle at it and love it. Um, I actually can't wait to drive it. I'm actually a little more interested of the three vehicles. I really kind of want to get into that Durango, and uh, I've spoken to a number of people that said the same thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just like recently I've driven a lot from the Lamborghini Urus to uh, the uh, – I went to the track, as you guys know, went to Willow Springs in the uh, the Alfa Romeo Stelvio Quattrofolio. And uh, next week I've got <clears throat> the uh, Maserati Levante uh, – I forgot the trim level, but I got the real f- hot version of the uh, of the Maserati SUV coming – the Trofeo, the Levante Trofeo. Now, keep in mind that Alfa Romeo and Maserati are all part of the same family of that uh, Dodge, Fiat, Chrysler, mm-hmm. you know, uh, family. So well, I'm Dodge. expecting the Maserati to be very similar to the uh, to the Alfa Romeo, but I'll let you know. But again, we've we live in this world of 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 super hot uh, SUVs. So the Durango. If the Durango being bigger and three rows goes zero to 60 as fast as that Alfa Romeo does, <laughs> I want to drive it. <laughs> you know, exactly. I, Why not? I definitely, I definitely want to drive it. Um, uh, on that note, let me hit you guys. With and the, I'm uh, expecting it to be as drivable as the Trackhawk. I, I think so. I mean, that, you know? look, there was a time where if you wanted uh, – you wanted – the real performance suspension, you know, um, not the drag race suspension. You wanted like a, the best of both worlds on the road race suspension. It had to be very stiff. And still, yes, you're still going to get that spring rates and things like that. But with with the adjustable suspension these days and Magna Ride and, and, and way more developed into the damping of, you know, the shocks and, and airbags and things like that, that we, we can get it. Look, I, you know, my M3, my 2001 M3, even before the, I put the coilovers on it, the coilovers, I think, are actually a little bit smoother. It's kind of a rough riding car. It's small. It's a short wheelbase. It's a little bumpy. I mean, I love it. I'm fine with it. Like, I I, I feel like I'm, I'm more connected. But I don't know, driving it every day and if you're, you know, going to work and pulling into parking garages and speed bumps and all the stuff and, you know, the bumpy 405 freeway out here, it's just like – 
it's cool, but it's not something I'd want to drive every day. Honestly, I I'm driving the uh, the uh, the Volvo uh, T6, the V the V90 wagon right now, and the wagon's fantastic. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, great car, and uh, it looks cool. It's a bright blue. It's the R uh, design package in it, so it's got the black trim and all the stuff, and it looks cool and it runs great, and it's comfortable and everything works in it. Um, and it's not an SUV. It's basically the the same thing as their SUV, but lowered to the ground with a lower center of gravity and stuff. So uh, I've I've got good things to say about that thing. I'm not even a wagon guy, uh, but you're driving it. And you're like, but yeah, certain I, wagons I get it. are badass. Let's yeah, be honest. You, you, you drive it, and you're like, I I get it. Um, uh, anyway, let me hit this uh, uh, the Dodge ad for you guys again. Summertime is the best time to join the Brotherhood of Muscle because Dodge Power Dollars means you get a guaranteed discount. And the math is simple. You get $10 off based on the total horsepower of your new Dodge vehicle. So every 2020 Challenger, every 2020 Durango, every 2020 Charger, you get the most out of your horsepower this summer. With $10 off of each horsepower, that means you can go in, you can pick up one of the Dodge Charger SRT Scat Packs. That thing's got 485 horsepower, so you'll save 4850 bucks off the sticker of that thing. And uh, this summer's Power Dollars is back with the Dodge Durango as well. We were talking about that. I don't know how this applies. I don't think it applies to the 21 uh, SRT Hellcat yet. But, uh, hey, listen, I'm sure you go into your Dodge dealer, talk to them. There's a deal to be made somehow. So uh, no matter where the summer takes you, Dodge Durango is here to make every trip this season a breeze. Get more power. Get more off. It's that simple. Hurry into your local Dodge dealer now to take advantage of Dodge Power Dollars. And keep in the family and run down to your Ram dealer and uh, order the new TRX that's coming out. So. I, I'm excited to see the TRX. And it's funny, you just mentioned crazy off-road trucks. And I am happy to say that there's been a little change of heart over at the Blue Oval guys. And when they said no Ranger Raptor for the American market, now they're saying, yeah, I think, they're getting is, uh, I think you are getting a Ranger Raptor for the American market. So possibly in 2021 as a 22 model, we will get a Ranger Raptor. And it's very likely it will – well, we know it's going to have the you know the great Fox suspension and all that stuff on it. Um, I would imagine there's going to be a little bump in horsepower. I, I think – the Ranger uh, V8 and the Ranger. It's not going to be a V8, but the the 2.7 liter EcoBoost with the 10 speed transmission uh, right now, uh, I, I think it'll get that engine. What do we have now? We have the 2.3 liter with 270 horse. I, I think you should see 325 horsepower. I, I would expect the 325 horsepower six cylinder. You know, the 2.7 liter EcoBoost six. Right now. This is good, though. This it is, is a, a Ranger. But this is a good platform, right? It's it's not much larger. If you put the V8 in, it's going to be heavier. It's going to be nose-heavy. Mm-hmm. And we've already seen a lot of potential in tuning the 2.7-liter engine, right? We're seeing, I don't know, 360, maybe 400 horsepower out of out of these things. So. Yeah, that's uh, you know, and look, anybody who wants a Ranger Raptor is is not going to be shy about going. Hey, man, I want to turn up the boost a little bit, and uh, or or get 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 a handheld tuner in there, or maybe run the ninety three octane. You know, you know, whatever. So you're going to have some options with it as as well. And uh, 
So I don't know. It's cool. I kind of like the idea. Um, we had – I talked to a buddy that was able to go to – I think it was in Australia and test, do some do some uh, driving in one of the Ranger Raptors that was out there. And, and th- this isn't the slow rock crawler. This isn't meant to be, you know, the Jeep or Bronco kind of thing. This was meant to be sort of the high-speed, you know, pre-runner uh, type of vehicle. And uh, I saw some of the footage that they had of it. And this thing's just flying out there. It looked fun. It looked kind of badass and fun. And, you know, obviously smaller than than – than the the F one fifty Raptor, but it, yeah, but it's great news. Great news yeah, before it, it really it looked good and it it looked fun. And again, when I say smaller, that the, the Ranger is about the size of my Ford Lightning. Basically, you know, my, <laughs> you know, my F one fifty from twenty five years ago is the size of a mini truck today, right? And yeah. uh, and I know they don't call them mini trucks, but I love it so much. Um, anyway, so we're gonna wrap things up. We're gonna go off and do the next show. Uh, uh, you guys saw a, a post that I did recently. Just give you a quick little update on the Lightning. Uh, we, you know, we're working on the steering stuff. We're having that custom steering box made. We're swapping out the Flaming River one, like we talked about. We're going to go from the twelve to one ratio to the fourteen one. We're going to see how that goes. Uh, getting the rear differential built and the rear differential with the Mark William axles that I told you guys about. Again, getting into this was because I want to solve this issue with the vehicle speed sensor and that tone ring that's in there and make the ABS brakes work and make the shifting go smoothly, make the speedometer work. And uh, uh, they put the 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 rear differential cover on there. And it's got uh, – you've seen it in the – anybody with the 8.8 Ford axle has seen the aluminum covers that are on there. And and it's got uh, – they all have these these two bolts um, that uh, that you, you you both on the cover, and then these two bolts go in, and they hold the main caps for uh, for the you know on the inside for the differential for the axles. They they put a little bit of tension to kind of brace them and hold them on. I don't know how necessary they are or not, and you're only supposed to snug them down um, a little bit. Five foot pounds uh, is all. Just five is all you do when you torque it down, and. Uh, you know, we've got a cover on there that I picked up somewhere, and um, it seemed fine. It seemed well built. It's got a little extra capacity, some cooling fins, uh, and uh, it's only been on there a few times. It's been on and off a few times, but I think somewhere in the process, it got snugged down a little too tight, and one of the bolts broke. We got a replacement bolt on the way, but I did talk to uh, I talked to our buddy Jay over at. Banks at Gale Banks Engineering, and and Banks has been doing tons of research on differential uh, covers, um, how where the fluid goes in it, and the cooling of the fins, and what works and what doesn't work. And they've done all these three D printed versions, and they made clear versions out of three D like printed plastic, so they can see how the fluid goes around and where the temperatures are. They put in gauges, temperature gauges. Nobody's done more testing into a stupid rear <laughs> cover than these guys. So um, they told me they are developing a Ford 8.8 uh, 
uh, rear differential cover. It's not available yet. When they get it, we'll be the first ones to have it. I'll swap that on here, maybe have a conversation with them. And it seems like a small thing. Uh, and look, they, they, they just identified a void in the market. They just looked at everything in the truck world because they're big in the truck world. And they go, why is every truck on the road that has any mods on it has some differential cover, Some somebody's company, some yeah. brand, some chrome, some not? And they said, well, if everybody's doing that, then they're buying it. And that's a good business model. But also, can we make it better? And uh, so they, they've been digging into it. And you got to see- hard. You you gotta watch yeah. some of Gail Banks' videos on how he just he can talk an hour on just differential covers. Now he's such a nerd, and we love him for it. But uh, uh, we'll get into that as well. But uh, hopefully, uh, maybe by time we do the show next week, uh, might have that truck back and some updates on the steering. And um, also, we're well, update on the Charger. The yeah. uh, the roll bar roll bar is done, and most importantly, the chute handle has been installed. So we're getting there. <laughs> fantastic yeah <laughs> go over to gearhead and uh and my site to check out some updates but the gearhead guys are going nuts they just fabricated a you know custom front strut power brace uh they're oh, gonna offer that. those you talk about yeah you're gonna you, you talk about uh inferior products out on the market and needing a needing a, a good badass one as an, as a new option gearhead's gonna offer those now so uh good to see that i got the first set yeah, I saw that. I saw that picture, and I looked at it. I was like, "That's got to be on one of your one of your vehicles over there." That's my charger. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up next week. Bronco talk for sure. Lots of cool stuff. I'm sure by the time you listen to the episode, you're gonna be all over the news. But tune in next Wednesday, and we're gonna get all into that two door, four door, and Bronco Sport. Um, I can tell you that. Uh, uh, I, I saw some of the stuff that's coming out. It's very cool, very smart, and very customizable. And that's kind of the, the key thing is you will be able to do almost endless things to your heart's desire with this vehicle. You want to buy it right off the showroom and just drive it around L.A., fine. But if you want to do anything to it, I've never seen a vehicle uh, with Here's the, more the, capability the best, like that. The best analogy now is what kids do with tennis shoes. Right. Yeah, you can yeah. buy a base tennis shoe and have it customized any way you want. From what I'm hearing, that's what they're doing with this vehicle. And I think it's listen, huge, if they could make the plus. thing out of Legos, it would be possible. It, they would do it because <laughs> this thing is so it, it is it it's it's good. It's significant. I think you guys will like it. There's no reason not to because you can do anything you want with it. So I'll just leave it at that. So we'll get into it next we'll week. We'll tune in next week and then and, and uh, we'll talk about it. All right, guys. Thank you. And uh, for ne- until next time, uh, keep the air and the spare in the bag and the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. Guys, thanks so much. Thanks for listening to uh, to CarCast. We appreciate that. And we appreciate all you guys, uh, all the kind things you say and following us on social media. And 
Oh, man, we love it. Thank you, guys. Um, just a reminder from our friends at GEICO, GEICO right now is offering a 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies. That's 15% on top of the money GEICO already could be saving you. So what are you waiting for? Your dog to make breakfast in bed? Well, that's never going to happen. So, But saving money can. There's never been a better time now to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Visit geico.com to learn more.